Welcome back to a severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler. You are listening to Sound Audits. How are you doing tonight, Tyler? I'm doing so good. We're both. I'm better world. now. We are better now. I kind of both forgot us. that was the, no, that's the shtick. Fun. Yeah. It's okay. It's been a while. We're not totally not re-recording this because the levels were completely off. But hey. Yeah, you, I, had, you had two-thirds Tyler and one-third <laughs> Ian. Yeah. That, it was bad. I'm Sorry. not good at this. Usually is Tyler doing this, so. Oh, well. We have switched roles. We have. Because yeah. equality. <laughs> because computer quality, that's why. So, hey, it's okay, because I there were a bunch of things that I said in the last one that I didn't need to say. It just didn't add anything. So, we haven't been here since January for you all. We've recorded episodes between now and then. They haven't gone live. We've both been very busy. Tyler's still in college, doing his college thing, getting an education major, being a very good student over there. Got real good grades this semester. Very proud of him. Very happy. Did you see the video of uh, Steve from Blue's Clues? Yes. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just want to give that guy a hug. I love that guy. That's what we're doing. I didn't realize. You know what's crazy? We're doing great, and you're doing great too. Exactly. That's what we're we're doing right now, dude. Dude, I realized, right? I have got so many musical heroes, right? You could, Tom York, is up there. Kurt Cobain, people who've died, obviously, like Kurt Cobain. But then George Harrison. You've got people who are living right now, like Robin Pecknold, that I really like. And Steve from Blue's Clues. And then I saw that video, right? I didn't. I, I saw the clips of it. I didn't see it for the very first time all the way through until kind of recently. And I was like, I'm pretty sure meeting any of those people wouldn't hold a fucking candle to meeting Steve from Blue's Clues. And that's crazy. Because I saw this man walk on screen and I was just like, I want to give you a hug and tell you how much you affected my life, please. Because Blue's Clues was all I watched yeah, as, a, as a child. That guy in Clifford. Yeah. <laughs> that guy in Caillou. <laughs> um, I wasn't allowed to watch Caillou when I was a kid. I, Ca- Caillou can go. <laughs> Caillou, Caillou can be mixed in with all the other cue balls in the, in the group and, you know, yeah. shot around on a pool table for all I care. I think that Caillou grew up and you <laughs> just got glasses and shitty mustache all the whiny yeah <laughs> on twitter but we love fantano yeah, we do all the we fantano he started list week list week is here for fantano hollow you're about to get fucked in the ass by sound notice watch the numbers we're about to do fantano <laughs> and cry <laughs> your list anyway. hasn't seen shit yeah exactly anyway if you we probably have it in the title but if you couldn't tell this is our top 25 songs for the end of the year we did contrary to popular belief still listen to music outside of doing the podcast crazy crazy dude and this who who thought that those things could be separate i mean crazy i didn't listen to music until we started a podcast (laughs) i was like no i have to i didn't know exist this is terrible Man. And we've both got symmetrical lists this year, so we've got 25 on my end, 25 on Tyler's end, and maybe some honorable mentions in there. You'll hear honorable mentions first. I have one. I've got five. It's not so much honorable as it is. I just wanted, to talk, I just wanted a reason to talk about it real quick. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Ish. Kind of. I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Why not just jump right into it, though? I mean, no, no use beating around the bush, I don't think. I'm glad we, we talked... 
a little bit in the intro that you will never hear, he shall not be named, how the numbers or the, well, 87 people. Yeah. Can you mention that real quick? Yeah. So we had Spotify wrapped this year for podcasters because we distribute through Anchor and Anchor was bought by Spotify. So we get all of the cool Spotify statistics for creators and the two statistics this year that I found the coolest were that 87 listeners listen to our podcast more than any other podcast, which considering all of the incredible shows that are out there, it's kind of crazy that somebody chose our show the most yes, this year. Not just someone, but 87 someones. That's crazy. The second statistic that I thought was super cool is that we were listened to in 18 new countries this year including uh denmark slovakia peru bunch of weird stuff and we didn't even talk like there was not so much as a we did yeah we put out a couple episodes this year one like two three one i think january 18th was the last one yeah so. we, there was the three. last one was playboy cardi that's the last one we did yeah i think so a whole lot of red yeah a whole lot of red anyway for those of you that have stuck around and are here for this podcast and are listening thank you so much for doing so it means the world to us uh no promises from here on out as to time schedules or anything like that we'll do it when we feel like it and we get around to it we're both busy you know give us a give us a break a year-long break at that why don't we jump right into the funny shall we tyler let's get into the lists This list represents 25 songs, and I'm going to have one honorable mention this year because we've upped the number of songs. Ian couldn't possibly fit all of his listening into 25. That's an unreasonable ask. So what I was saying is each song is like a moment in my year. Not all of these songs, critically, I would go, this is good music. You should listen to it. Oh, Okay. Throwing in a twist. Throwing in a twist because my honorable mention I would not put under the gun for comparison against other songs that are on this list. Is I this going to be shy away or something? Good. No, but it's worse. Um, <laughs> the only song that I have because I ended up listening to it a lot for one thing, and that was the chorus. And the song is Numbers by Weezer. Okay. I could almost just fast forward the verses to get to the chorus. And the end of the song is so unbelievably gorgeous. Um, Rivers Cuomo is kind of a nut and it's kind of hard to get past his antics in a lot of things. But God, is this chorus just angelic and holy. And I found myself guiltily going back to this song a lot over the year and you it did talk it, about it a lot yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't be right for me to to give it the little stiff arm and put it by the sideline because i i really did listen to it a lot it, re- it represented a lot of time 
uh, listening to music this year for me. Uh, I couldn't care less about this album for the most part, but I owe this chorus something because it, it was really good this year, so. I hear the sound. That's all I got for my only honorable I like that though. That's good. That's wholesome. I like that. I'm going to blast through my five in no particular order whatsoever. First off, I guess I might as well talk about Argyle by Breakins. I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly, but I hope I am. I was going to put this guy on my list last year. I don't remember exactly why I decided to... I, I mean, last year there was a lot of good music released. It was very competitive. And this song, Argyle, right, shows a massive step up in his production quality and his attention to detail. He hasn't released an album this year. He did last year, or like a mixtape sort of thing. I'm very much looking forward to him releasing a project in the future. He's touring with a friggin', um... Aries, so he's got something going for him, right? Which Aries dropped a huge project this year. That was crazy. But in my opinion, this is the best single that Breakins has ever released. Maybe the structure could be a little bit more adventurous, I suppose, in the future. But other than that, this song, the details and the production value and his self-deprecation across the track, insane. Love it. Up next, What You Doing by Remy Wolf. This song is just absolutely so much fun. Juno was a fantastic album of bops and bangers this year. And if you're in it for nothing but to have so much fun, I would implore you, go listen to this. The guitar across this track is insane. Her vocal prowess, ridiculous. The harmonies, incredible. The beat choice and just taste, fantastic this i'm i would go see remy live in a heartbeat love this i could not in good conscience create a list like this and not at least mention paranormal paranormal was huge in the music community this year for releasing one of the most highly discussed shoegaze albums in a long time at least that i've seen right in the capacity that it has been talked about people all over the place all over reddit and album of the year and all of those places were all over this album they loved it loved it loved it and the song that i wanted to point out was to see the next part of the dream this is a five minute very linear type of track this album was all self-produced in this guy's bedroom and so if you're not into that vibe you're not gonna be super down with it but i really liked this track I really did. It's got a really nice homespun quality to it. It's also in 5-4, which is a lot of fun. And then we've got James Blake with Friends That Break Your Heart. I was not as big of a fan of this record as other people were. I know that. I liked his last album better. I'm not afraid to admit that. But Friends That Break Your Heart, the title track off of his latest album, I really have to admit, is a beautiful statement. Um, about relationships in general uh, and his production and his voice as always just absolutely angelic um, and I still gotta hand it to the record it was pretty good 
last but not least, I would have put this pretty high on the list if it had not been for the fact that this song was released late in 2020, so I can't really count it among the others. But I wanted to give a shout out to Songs of Green Pheasants, uh, North or Northbound Trains. Uh, this song was a beautiful little piece of indie folk um, that I was just entranced by this year. Uh, I wish I had discovered it last year, so I could have put it on the list last year. But um, Songs of Green Pheasant, if you don't know them, go look them up. They're on Rusted Rail, Rusted Nail, something like that. Records, fantastic. Fantastic song. Just fantastic sensibilities for songwriting in general and everything. And all that good stuff. Loved it. I was coming back to the song a lot. So, uh, shall I go first, or shall you? I, I know you went first last time and that resulted in me saying my number one pick last last time so that was like the climax but do you want to be so last do the reverse you want to do the reverse this year yeah, let's, do the reverse. let's do the reverse that's what i'm thinking all right i am going to blindside you so hard <laughs> with my number one i you said that last year too wait and i did yeah this I, one even more so i don't know how you'll feel about my number one pick gonna... i know you know it Oh, yeah? Oh, I know. Right. I know for a fact. Okay. Um, I have a feeling I'm not going to be surprised, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, 25. Help your or help Herself by Baby No Money and the Diamond Pistols. I love this song this year. This was such a bop for me and really holds a lot of meaning for me at this point. Um, his beat choice and everything and just his station in the sort of melodic emo sort of it's not so much trap but he's set aside this really interesting lane in alternative kind of indie pop and everything for himself and he's got a great voice at this point i think if he goes and travels more in this lane and stays focused on this sort of vibe in the future in an album capacity he could set himself up for a real good album like that this is this song was fantastic this year. I loved this song, from the guitars to just how much fun and peppy the beat is, and his sensibility all over the track, uh, just how he sort of carries it and everything. Fantastic, fantastic. Love this track through and through. Coming at number 25 for me is Look at the Sky by Porter Robinson. Let's go! Let's go! I will be honest i think that this is an album i overlooked uh not me at first when it came out ian has had played it for me i i liked it uh i didn't know what to make of a lot of it and i felt like i got a lot more context when we saw the concert live ian and i saw him play the anthem in august september and somewhere yeah it was, it was before halloween yes 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 yeah yes uh, it was october anyway seeing this show live and the concept of nurture and what this album represented i got a you know a broader view of what this music was and going back through the album this is definitely the song that i enjoy the most and it has been on repeat for me for since October, maybe. But had we not gone to that show, I definitely would have overlooked it, and it wouldn't have made my list. And I 
at the very least, had to include it. And there's no way that that shitty Weezer song was going to be oh, above on the that. list. Yeah. So, uh, look at the sky, number 25. Very good. That makes me happy. Okay, number 24. Tranquilizer by Pardoner. I found these guys through an Instagram story. story. I believe it was Stuck who posted it on their story, which if you have been following the sound audits lore up until this point stuck ranked pretty highly on my list last year and i'm so glad that they posted this band tranquilizer is just a such a fun post-punk really like fuzzy garage rock type of song and the guy it's one of those post-punk bands right not any particular vocal prowess to speak of but the guy's voice really does give off a sort of vibe and fits in with the rest of the track perfectly. It's just such a well-written song. Really doesn't stay as welcome too much. It's like 2 minutes and 30 or 2 minutes and 50 seconds or something like that. But for the time that it's on, man, it's just, it's fantastic. The guitar tones across this track and the playing, so good. They're fantastic. Love this track this year. If you don't know who Partner is, go look him up. It was fantastic. I had so much fun with this song this year. Coming in at number 24 for me, this song should be, and in theory is, higher on my list. But with what that being- What the fuck type of drugs are you on? What is this? With that being what? said, I want Ian to have the floor to talk about it oh, later. So I'm, uh, I'm not gonna go in depth on this one, but number 24 for me is Bread Song by Black Country New Road. Um, if Again, if this were not a... Uh, this list for me is like each one of these songs is a moment in my year. It's not critically, oh, this was the best song that, that I thought came out this year. Because if it was, then this song would be damn near the top of this list. But uh, this song does not represent the biggest moment for me. But it does represent a big moment for Ian, so I'm going to give him that later. So I want him to talk about it what if I just completely fucking blindsided hey, you? Yeah, yeah, it's just like, not here. Number 23. <laughs> <laughs> no. Number 23, Lovely Joan by John Francis Flynn. My mom got me a, what is it, a music magazine subscription last year. She got me Mojo, um, and I'm not used to having a subscription like that. But at the very back of the magazine they have reviews for albums that have come out over like the month or whatever they got around to or whatever and this guy showed up and they were like this is an irish folk singer and he does a really good job and i was like huh i like the sound of that and i looked at this and it was like yep he does do a very good job like th this is such a great piece of modern sort of Irish folk and just he's got some folktronic elements in there. It's like if Bon Iver was more Irish and less Bon Iver, kind of. That's a really terrible way of putting it. But this was a fantastic album this year. Let me make sure I'm getting this. I believe, yeah. Oh no, I would not live always is what the album was called. Fan friggin' tastic album this year. The songwriting sensibility and everything. It's so sort of quaint. The storytelling across this track is just so vivid and so colorful, and the playing across it as well, it, equally so. Very earthy type of feel to it. I see a lot of kind of pastel green when I listen to this song, so 
That might be because of the album cover, but the album cover is also more brown. I don't know. You get the idea. This track was just great. It's a great piece of songwriting. Highly recommend. My next track, number 23, is Ivy by Richard Dawson and Circle. Uh, this is off the album Henke, and this is one that I actually do owe to Fantano. It was one of those yellow yellow flannel moments, and I found this, this song to be very enjoyable. This song is 8 minutes and 58 seconds long. This song is a narrative journey. It is gorgeous. It, in some ways, reminds me of Bread Song. It in some ways reminds me of Bread Song, just in its narrative nature. Um, but this one is a little more unhinged, and uh, obviously it has the length going for it, but the song takes on multiple forms, and usually when you see something this ambitious, it's not quite pulled off. I find that to be the case with a lot of songs that approach nine minutes or surpass nine minutes, and this one is not a song that I realized was nine minutes the first time listening to it. And that's the best case scenario when you're looking at something um, that is this ambitious. I was extremely impressed by this song. It's not a song that I can just describe to you because it's a journey you have to go on yourself. But Ivy, Richard Dawson and Circle, super impressive. Number 23 for me. I most certainly was not expecting that. All right, 22? 22? Two. 22. We have Howdy with True Love. Howdy, spelled with two Vs instead of a W. I couldn't care less. I love this song. This is such a wholesome, wholesome song that was released this year. It's like this weird alt-indie sort of track, but it's also got elements of both shoegaze and country music in there. Sign me up. Yes, please. Very tasteful bits of country music in there as well, mostly as well in the guy's accent and voice, I think, and some of the instrumentation, the guitars being sort of rootsy and everything, but very, again, tastefully. And the shoegaze element being just how this track hits you right out the gate. And it just, it's non-stop beautiful. It's almost like, you know, it, it, it's almost like a weird modern indie Cocteau Twins sort of song. More guitar driven and the lyrics are just so heartfelt and I don't know. I love the vibe of this song this year. I listened to it a lot. I couldn't care less if the ending is somewhat abrupt. Honestly, I don't, I don't care. Because especially even just the outro part of this song, the mantra that they go out on. I love it. I love it so much. It's so catchy. It gets stuck in my head every other day. Love it. Love it. It's so wholesome. God damn, it's wholesome. Love it. Number 22. Howdy. Number 22 for me is Promises by Cleo Soul. I have kind of always been in the background of the listening party when it comes to Cleo Soul. Always listen from a distance. Never really been a big fan, never had a bad opinion, opinion against her. Uh, this is the first song that I gladly added to my library. I th think that this song has a 
gorgeous sad nature to it and, and this song is kind of unique because it's it goes over all of the promises of things uh that cleo has promised to herself you know that she's going to be nice to herself that she's going to be proud of herself and she's going to take care of herself in times of need and i think that the song is just really beautiful and something in it strikes an accord with me um and even through its sad nature its sad nature the beat carries so hard through this song and it's it's very mild this is like i i i have this I have this thing that I do where I constantly think in what environment, in what situation am I listening to this song? And any environment where you need low-key chill music, this song would be at the top of my list. This song is a, a perfect a perfect song to carry a mood in any situation. And when you look deeper, it is very sad and very beautiful. So 22 for me is Promises by Cleo Song. 21 for me it has got to go to amoeba by claro i have not been a huge claro fan up to this point but holy shit oh my lord oh i just give a big fat yes to this song in general this is such a tasteful take modern very modernized take with stellar production and instrumentation to the max the instrumentalist on this track did a fantastic job it's a glorious take on 70s music and culture and claro has just one of the cutest voices oh my god oh my god i love her voice i want her to sing me to sleep every night oh it's gorgeous and again the song is well this song is beautifully written fantastic super straightforward progression and the key change towards the end of the song is so righteous oh my lord it's so good oh oh this song is great from front to back in its simplicity and in the same breath all the little intricacies she's able to pull out and the hook is so good the hook is so good it's fantastic and it's a very understated track to go along with her very sort of understated voice it doesn't reach any huge peaks or anything like that but the steadiness of the song and the, just the fantastic progression really it's it's something to behold you gotta go listen to it for yourself 21 claro amoeba fantastic track 21 for me is a bit heavier even though it features a female vocalist uh, it's smile by wolf alice oh, this song was on my radar it feels like pretty early on in the year yeah what, and i don't know what it is about this song other than its energy is just fantastic it's also one of these songs where i feel like when you get louder the stakes get higher and the requirement for playing well and being technically proficient instrumentalist is very important because when you play an acoustic instrument you can kind of get away with simplicity simplicity is beautiful when you crank the shit up to 11 and run distortion through it simplicity is not your friend and they are so technically impressive uh, as instrumentalists 
always love when a metal song features a female vocalist. This shit badass. hit hard. I thought it was badass. I really liked it. I liked it all year. Um, it's one of the ones I kept coming back to. I liked it. Smile by Wolf Alice, 21. Number 20 for me, I have to give it to my man Janice Wusu for Gold Chains. This song bangs this year. Uh, this is such a fantastic commentary, lyrically at least, on sort of putting on false airs and the trap that materialism, materialism, right? Just the yearning for material things, how negative that can sort of manifest in your life, especially being an influencer of sorts. And to go along with it, Genesis is wonky and, I mean, just sort of naturally experimental and left field take on R&B and different shades of rock and hip hop and all those different things. It's fantastic. This song is beautifully, beautifully written. I can't put it into words. It's just has has me tripping all over myself and that's the way the song makes me feel in a way honestly maybe that's the best commentary i could possibly give but the guitars all across this song the beat the pocket in this song is mm, real good it's real it's in the pocket in the pocket and along with it delivers one of the best and catchiest hooks of the year in my opinion fantastic genesis Owusu, i have to give it to the man Coming in at number 20 for me is Silph Fossil by Ethan Ghost. Thought this one would hit Ian on a left field, but uh, the Eagle Ghost album is very impressive, as I expected it to be. Extremely complex. I, I cannot imagine how many layers are in uh, each of these tracks. Um, Ableton, or the guy probably uses GarageBand, let's be real. Uh, I would love to see the layering in this track. This one, I thought, smacked the hardest. It was one of the uh, feature tracks, and it was one of the singles leading up to the album, but from the moment this came out, I knew that I, I had to have it somewhere on my list for the fact that it is very damn impressive and I feel like each time this guy puts out one of these ridiculous tracks is a musical achievement of some sort. Uh, going from the earliest music um, electronic developments where they're like you know cutting tape and splicing and rearranging the tape to make crazy sounds to this uh, we've come a long way in music and oh, yeah. if fast forward 20 years I'd love to see what this guy's doing because it's crazy right now. Dude, imagine. What is this guy gonna be like in 2030? Holy shit. But when we're able to hear fucking color in music, when we're able to like see that, yeah. that's gonna be nuts. Yeah, Ready Player One. Oh my god. That's gonna be crazy. Still fossil number two. Alright, number 19 for me, uh, Labor Leisure by Stuck, the aforementioned Stuck. Love this band last year continuing to love them into this year one of the best um, post punk or post punk bands to come out in the past couple of years one of the freshest faces and they're like this beautiful little amalgamation of this sort of sludgy post punk brought about by bands 
more modern bands like Proto Martyr come to mind in that regard. But they also have the ferocity and sort of the attitude of a Dead Kennedys, mind you, as well as having the weird left field and very chromatic sense for writing songs and kind of experimental fashion in the vein of Black Midi. This band is just so all over the place. Labor Leisure just cements them in my mind as this fantastic, you know, they're the commentary on this song of labor and leisure, right? Or work, like the workforce environment and your downtime and everything and the culture surrounding that and how things are sort of operating in American society surrounding that in, in that, you know, there are workplaces trying to convince you, you know, work families and all that stuff and all the negative connotations that that can have is great as it is, you know, but the lines being blurred between those two sects of life, I guess. And I mean, their instrumentation and their virtuosity on this track is just off the friggin' charts as usual. And the production value for them being such a small outfit, I really hope these guys get more recognition leading into 2022. Fantastic. Labor Leisure by Stuck. Really, really great track this year. Number 19 for me is NHS by Slow Tie. Let's go. Uh, I had a hard time picking which track I wanted off of this record, but I really wanted one represented. It was hard for me. I decided to go with NHS just because I, I really like the loop that plays throughout the song. I really don't blame you. This yeah. is one of my favorites yeah. on this record. And the guy is very emotional. I am a sucker for weird vocal inflections when it comes to Great rap. accent. This Great is, accent. This is the guy who incorporates it in a fun way. The lyrics in this track hit hard, and he has certainly some lines that strike a chord with me without getting uh, too uh, in the weeds with it and depressing. There are some things that make this song mean a lot to me. I really like this one, among others. I mean, they all deal in the same vein of topics. If I had to pick NHS, this is the one that I wanted represented on my list. So that comes in at number 19 for me, Slow Tie. Never expected it. If you go back four years ago, I did not like this guy. Uh, He's kind of come out of nowhere for me and really turned things around. I definitely, definitely got the introduction from his track with Denzel because I'm a sucker for Denzel Curry. Psycho, Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from that point on, I, yeah, I've I've been a slow tie guy. Who would have thought? Hell yeah. Love that. All right, number 18 from me, The Limit by Darkseid. This, oh my sweet mother of Jesus, this song runs circles around my head from, and to this day, right, because I've been listening to this track since earlier this year now, it's, it was a, the very first, ah, whatever, it was one of the singles off of his latest project with his live guitarist, I believe, off of the album Spiral, and this song is just, I mean, from the guitar and how everything is produced and all of the different weird sound effects and the little ear candy, all those little details that I am just a little bitch for, I love love everything in this 
track and even you know the vocals sound fantastic and it's super hypnotic and the way that the instrumental sort of dissolves into these weird little bridge sections not really bridges but they it, it's like the verses or the hook or whatever they it kind of just it dissipates and from the mist comes all of these weird sounds and J nicholas jar in general does a fantastic job of crafting all of these sounds he's just a he's a wizard producer he's brilliant absolutely brilliant and the progression this track takes is just insane. It's unbelievable. Again, wonderfully produced as well. Loved this song this year. It's super catchy as well. Like, surprisingly really, really catchy for how experimental and out there it is. So, The Limit by Darkseid or Nicholas Jar, if you would rather. Very, very good. Alright, number 18 for me is Open Your Mind by Cypress Hill. I know, they still exist in 2021. They're still releasing music. I gave Ian a teaser earlier. I think that Danny Brown is the reincarnate of what Cypress Hill was in the early 90s and what West Coast rap was back then. Nevertheless, Open Your Mind is a super fun, super bouncy track absolutely smacks and this song is from the um perspective of somebody who has been selling weed in california and the transition from it being legal or illegal to legal and the ramifications of things he's still dealing with legality wise um in the transition between legal and illegal the song is very fun i mean it maybe has a little bit of a serious twist. It's not all like cutesy and everything. It's kind of about um, people going to jail for dumb shit. But I really like this track, so I, I wanted to include it on my list. And I'm sure some people, um, you can't mention Cypress Hill without bringing up their hit, Insane in Membrane. Oh right, God. because that's like one of the greatest rap songs of all time. So just for reference, you guys know what that's. Uh, you should check this one out. You're still kicking. Yeah, that came out of nowhere for me. Guy turned 86 this year. No. <laughs> we got fossils rapping in these days. Crazy. Where were we at? 17? We're at 17. Jesus. This is hard to keep track of. 17 for me is Industry Baby by Lil Nas X with Jack Harlow. I had to include this song on here. I could not, in good conscience, keep this off my list. This is the best song, in my opinion, that Lil Nas X Montero has released. It's one of the longest ones, coming in at over three minutes, which is, I know, I mean, that's just huge for Lil Nas X, crazy. But everything about this song, this was such a grower for me this year because I wasn't a fan of it on first listen, but as I grew more into it, it's just, this song is nuts. This song's bonkers. It goes so unbelievably hard. The trumpets are fantastic all across everything. Lil Nas X's attitude and his ambition with this song, you know, it's just fantastic. As well as Jack Harlow was the perfect person to call for this. One of the best features of the year. Just super funny and clever and witty. And man, this track is everything that I wanted from Lil Nas X. Um, and good on him for the album cycle this year and all of the success that he's curated for himself. He's 
freaking younger than me. That's crazy to think about. Uh, but he's one of the biggest human beings on the planet at this point, or one of the biggest artists on the planet. Um, and, you know, well-deserved, in my opinion. When you're making music like this, you got it. Get the bag, sis. You know, that's just my opinion, though. I mean, Industry Baby by Lil Nas X. That's a no-brainer for me. This is fantastic track this year. Number 17. Uh, I'm glad that you brought it up. I should have had that on my honorable mentions, but I, I forgot okay. to because I didn't want it in my 25, but it was worth mentioning, so I'm glad that you got to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of in the same vein of a popular one in 2021. This might have been a lot of people's go-to. It was fun. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to bring it up. I wanted it included. Um, Good for you by Olivia Rodrigo. I knew it. Yeah. I'm a genius. I um, should have called it. To the critics, I'm sorry. To my friends, not sorry. Uh, I really, really like the song. Think she can use work on the verses. Don't think she needs any help on courses. She can write the smackiest chorus that this year. My girlfriend turned me on to driver's license, as I'm sure many girlfriends have done their significant others. From there, I discovered this, and in my opinion, this is a very good song. There are not any songs that come to mind right now that are poppy of this nature, where the guitars hit quite as hard as they do in this song. Um, they sound so damn good, and... Yeah, everything comes together in this one. I have to say, I understand the hype. If she can keep this up, she has a large, large and successful career ahead of her. Saw so she's playing the anthem in DC this year, uh, or this coming year. Damn, that was fast. Bypassed all the clubs straight. That's, I mean, yes. seriously, seriously, seriously good for her. Um, the only, the only comparison that I can think of. Uh, where like you have this pop song uh, or just the form okay the verses I could take or leave they work in the song of course it's hard uh, a lot of Swift songs you go back to a lot of the old Swift songs I will sing them they're on they're good right but this is this is of the same nature this is in the same category for me so you gotta put things in your place put them in perspective Okay. Not a critic here. <laughs> Having fun. And this song is good. I liked it. It's fun. Yeah, fuck all those people that were like, ah, she's plagiarizing. <laughs> Livia Rodrigo, you have my full spot support. On the list full support. Here. 16. 16, we're down to 16. Almost in the top 15. Crazy. You got the damn wrong. Got got the I can't pronounce this right to save my life, but got the damn wrong. By Zeelan Ardor. Zeelan Ardor continue to be one of my very favorite metal acts in the scene right now especially with this song this is one of the most unbelievably insane and ferocious songs he's ever released under this moniker um these guys just kill it every single time the guitars are just insane his vocal delivery is so nasty he is just he, he Man, he can get it. Like, it, it, it's this song's insane. And the beautiful little bridge section that is sort of a nice respite from the rest of the song. Not, even though this song's only three minutes, right? You don't really need it. But in the greater context of the song, you know, there's so much information that he's able to pack in to just 
three-minute thrasher of a black metal song. Like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Super beautiful as well, that bridge section as well. Very, very versatile band and songwriter. This song's just fantastic front to back. Fan friggin' fantastic. Got the damn wrong. Zealand Order, number 16. Number 16 for me is Diamond Stuff by Black Midi. Again, one of these albums where I had a hard time choosing which song off of it because even though I liked this album a lot, I didn't like it as much as the last one and it wasn't so clear cut which song I wanted represented. But Diamond Stuff is not very heavy on the vocals. It's one of those songs that builds until it reaches this grand cacophony of songs, uh, of sounds towards the end. And I think it's a song that, like much of the album, shows the expansive nature of what the band is doing. Uh, the last album was pretty grand in terms of just metal. This was a lot bigger side of just progressive metal. This, this album included um, a lot more harmonies and, and soft-spoken soft spoken moments. And this song is really beautiful. Um, I think that this song could probably get a lot of people into the genre. It's kind of a good bridging point. And I really like this one. I think that this one will resonate with a lot of people, uh, even ones who might not expect it to. So, this spot comes in Diamond Stuff, like Mini. Top 15, let's go, bitch. It's only good stuff from here on out, only right? Only good stuff from here on out. Number 15 for me, I slept on this guy so hard last year, I will not snub him again this year. Jeff friggin' Rosenstock with Checkerboard Ashtray off of his reimagining of his fantastic album from last year, No Dream. And I renamed it Ska Dream. It's so great. Uh, reviving Ska Punk. The man is a legend. A genre that I was not super into or hot on or on top of up until this point. And he's just, I, I mean, I love it. I, it's so much fun. Even though, you know, because this is, Jeff Rosenstock has a reputation, shall we call it, for writing some sad stuff. I think he's kind of sad sometimes i get that feeling and even in spite of that these songs are just so jammy and summery and i mean you can read into the lyrics as much as you want they're fantastic in terms of he's usually at this point more pop punk oriented that's what his last album more was um until this latest reimagining and i mean just Everything from the fantastic horn sections to the, I mean, the sense of rhythm on this song is just incredible, insane. All of the players, the drummer across the album, oh my god, oh my god, if you wanted to get into my pants, then please come over right now. This is, I, it's incredible. And Jeff himself is just fantastic. The addition of the female vocalist on these tracks as well is just beautiful. I mean, I, this track is so much fun. I'm going to keep listening to this for a long time. I love this so much. Again, such a great sense of rhythm 
on this track and the entire album as well. If you have not gone and checked it out, please do yourself a favor and do so. So good. So good. Number 15 for me is Buzz Cut. Brockhampton featuring Danny Brown. Oh my god, man. Yeah, I was a big fan of this. Uh, As I kind of mentioned with Cypress Hill, Danny Brown... One of the goats living today. God among men. Fantastic inflections. Uh, His weirdness is strongly carried by Brockhampton's energy. This is just a collaboration to die for. I hope that we get to see more of them in the future. This song is just super fun, and the energy was almost unmatched by tracks that came out this year. Um, there's a few more that are on my list, but damn, was this song a heavy hitter. It was very fun. And it's one of those tracks. When this song dropped, and you it's like you see the lineup of what's going on here, it, it was a holy shit moment. And the listening experience lived up to that holy shit of seeing these two collaborate with each other. Yeah. Uh, or should I say 12? each other because Rockhampton oh, yeah. is a boss of oh, I like that that's good people like to sleep on Brockhampton now it's really cool to hate Brockhampton is it? it is yeah people really have bad opinions next 14 14 indeed from here on out there will be a couple of these songs that I really wasn't expecting this year this being one of them, First World Warrior by Geese. I was not expecting this track to be this high on the list, but the more I listen to it, the more I'm just like, yup, yup, it's really, really, really good. It's really good. One of the most interesting alternative rock albums that's been released this year was by this band. Really cool album cover, just as a side note. This song, I think, it is far and away the best song on the record and shows the most promise for the band in the future. Unbelievable, unbelievably beautiful. Really, really wintry guitars, and just the atmosphere of this song is fan-friggin-tastic. It's almost, it's damn near unmatched this year, like the atmosphere that this track is able to build up, and the cute little quaint structure of it with the sort of interlude part in the middle, and then jumping right back into that verse melody and everything the dude's voice is fantastic as well it just carries the song so well but everything about this song from the little verses to the reverbed out like almost like winter in the woods type of vibe for the chorus and everything beautiful 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 song it really doesn't overstay its welcome either it's not so pretentious with itself that it wants to stay longer than it does it's not one of those types of bands i don't think it's just it's great for as long as it's here and once it's gone it's like come back please please come back so good this song was great good winter song yeah very wintry vibes from this song fantastic fantastic is my word of the day apparently uh first world warrior geese number 14 for me number 14 from me is leave the door open Bye. Bruno Mars, Anderson Peck, uh, the legendary Silk Sonic duo. I I really enjoyed this album. The singles off of it I thought were great, super fun. 
I think this is just an example of a meeting of two really good minds and two voices that complement each other very well. I've gotten really into R&B funky music this year and of the projects that were released this year, I think that this one encapsulates it the best. Um, yeah, I love this song. I This is one of those albums that was written to make people happy. Okay? And um, I, I, I don't know how to say it. Okay? Um, I mean, they're both sexy as fuck. Listen, listen, yeah. listen, listen, people, listen. Um, Christian listeners, earmuffs, okay? This is fucking music. And this is really, really, really good music. And you guys should check out the song. Leave the door open. Anderson back and uh, Bruno Mars. It's good music. Good song. Big fan. Number 13. Number 13. From me. Already mentioned on Tyler's side of the list. Uh, not the sp- song specifically, but the artist. And they're getting more love my way. Condra Malaysia Patella by Black Midi. This song spins circles around you all friggin' day. Um, and like Tyler said, this was this album was a bit of a curveball for Black Midi. Not in the fact that they changed up their style a whole lot. I think they're I think the core of what made Black Midi on the last album is still here, but with fantastic additions of uh, free jazz a lot of the times and some progressive type of stuff and more folk attributes on tracks like what Marlene Dietrich and the last song which is just insane ascending forth oh my god that song is incredible that's like a swan song and a half but Contra Malaysia Patella for me is black midi taking their bass post-punk really wonky sound from their first album and taking those building blocks and expanding the vocabulary in a way that's i mean wholly unexpected right i i didn't see this coming at all but just their sensibility for this stuff and their aptitude for change i've i think everybody has found at this point is fantastic they made the switch or the sort of they built on top of their sound fantastically and this song is just insane from front to back all of the crazy hits i can't imagine like how many times do you have to practice this how many takes does this take it sounds really live it sounds it very very live in fact like almost scarily so and the musicians in this band just i i don't understand i don't understand i they're all ridiculous i cannot wait black midi is one of my favorite very very favorite groups to come out the last couple of years and i can't wait to see what they do next how are they gonna build or deconstruct things next this album whole album was insane Condra Malaysia Patella if I'm not pronouncing that right then shoot me I guess but th- this this song was just fan friggin-tastic uh, off of this album really really great stuff from Black Midi as usual and we have tickets to see him at Black Cat yeah we do yeah 
crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Wild. That's going to be a nuts show. If That's going to be a weird crowd if I've ever seen one. Yeah. I want to see the people that listen to Black Mitty because I can almost guarantee it's not us. I'm so <laughs> Imagine I'm if so it is, ready. though. It's, it's like a bunch of, of like pretentious college kids showing up. It's probably going to be that. That's Imagine. Describe us. <laughs> yes 13 for me is No Looking Back by Genesis and Musu. let's go yeah I am comfortably going to state that this song will be on my wedding playlist whenever that happens okay um, I, I think that this song is gorgeous so fun appropriate uh, mood setter it's not like this is one that someone walks down the aisle to but this is certainly one that while people sit before eating uh this is fun i think that this is a great track that's uh, awesome super super great chorus the horns at the end of the track uh have no right to be so good um yeah this as we get farther and farther in the list i run out of adjectives to describe yeah how damn good this music is i think my i've i've upped my count of fantastic to at least 50 at yeah. this point um my thesaurus is running low um yeah no looking back genesis Wusu. this is one that i would highly recommend you add to some playlist because it is it is the vibe you want as a person as a human being if there's a song it's the human vibe if there's a song that i could be this, this would be high in the running all right, number 12. Man, closing down on the list quick as I look to the recording screen and see that we've been recording for an hour. Number 12 for me. This song I didn't think was even going to be on this list. And then I listened to it again and I was like, I would be lying to myself if it wasn't towards the top 10. This wasn't an album that stuck with me a whole lot this year, but this is a song that I think is very important. Important. That is Balcony Man by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis off of their album Carnage from this year. This song, I've gotten a little bit more into Nick Cave over the course of the year. I think I'm going to have to do it a little bit more. Um, and just from the standpoint of a piano player, I think it's very important to be reminded sometimes of the simplicity that can be conveyed through the instrument and very very beautifully as well as this track is just a it's kind of a, a piano driven track and for me at least it's very easy to get bogged down in trying to be flashy and show off a bunch of stuff and it, this was this track was a good reminder that it's okay to you know bear it down to the simplest of elements because sometimes those just work the best triads man try them sometime um as well as this is just nick cave has one of the most haunting male voices i've ever heard i think and it's just it really especially with the added factor of the refrain towards the end of the song with these gospel choir vocals that come in this morning is amazing and so are you it's like it's religious it's like i'm being taken to church with this song and you know i was raised catholic so maybe that's not such a good thing but in my head you know the the church that 
I associate myself with sort of mentally. I am being taken to see a higher power with this song. Let's put it like that. It was this song's a journey. Um, even though it's not super long, this song's a journey, and it's it's really really well written. It's impressive for two people so late in their careers, supposedly anyway, right? I mean, later than most folks now. I mean, really really fantastic stuff from Nick Cave. That's number twelve. Yeah. This song, uh, number 12 for me, this song would have been way towards the back of my list until seeing it live, as live music usually does, uh, changed my opinion on it heavily. Garden by Dinosaur Jr. Oh, wow. Yeah. Listening to this album, solid, not their best. Not their most certainly not their best. This song... I didn't realize it wasn't Jay singing. It's actually Lou Barlow. Who would have known? Uh, I probably should have noticed, but I, apparently their voices are similar enough that it flew under my radar and I didn't really notice enough. Uh, also, in this, it was funny when we were live, somebody kept going, Jay plays bass? Because, because <laughs> uh, they, Dude, they that live show was friggin' insane. Yeah, we could I've, do a whole podcast on oh how my, crazy oh Dinosaur Jr.'s live show I are. could... I, I cannot begin to even explain how friggin loud how crazy how crazy because you said it was like being in the middle of an air, t- air, air, air what airplane turbine or yeah. something like that yeah yep. that that comes kind of close i'd say yep. decibel equivalent yeah for two hours yeah how many songs did you make it without your plugs like <laughs> yeah 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 in a 20 song set yeah um more than that, yeah Garden. It's a good song. It's catchy. I mean, it's a very straightforward format. It's cool to hear Jay solo on the bass guitar instead of a uh, just a plain electric guitar. I don't have a whole lot to say about this one. It's catchy. It's fun. That, I mean, that's all I got. It's a good song. The uh, the listening experience for me rapidly uh, improved after having seen it live. I'll give it that because I, every time I hear it, I have that memory of seeing them switch around the, uh, the stage format. That helps, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a fond memory, you know, with good people. I, I, I enjoyed it. Number 11, closing in the top 10. Let's go, ladies and gents. I didn't really know how to rank this. Because this whole album is sort of a series of movements, but at the end of the day, I was like, might as well just take my favorite movement and slap it here. This is from the new Floating Points and Pharaoh Sanders record with the title of Promises, featuring the London Symphony Orchestra, no less. And on here, I put Movement six, 6, because this is my personal favorite. But just in terms of jazz and electronic records almost sort of ambient in a way it's really linear and sort of follows these really grand swells to the finest of ends this song takes on a nearly nine minute runtime in and of itself in the context of a 45 minute album and just how this track progresses the theme of the whole record and everything is insane. It's just—it's like watching a flower blossom in a way, especially with the London Symphony Orchestra carrying some of the songs toward the middle and the back end of the song. The strings that happen are just phenomenal. And the way 
it really is fantastic. It's a it's an exercise in minimalism, taking one simple little idea, one little snippet, one little engine to carry an entire 45-minute project. It really is almost an experiment in and of itself, and it's so cool to watch the whole thing progress. Just take a night drive, man. Drive, take, set aside 45 minutes and just drive until this album stops and be like, whoa, yeah. You know, it's a journey. It's a journey. It really, truly is. But this was my favorite movement from that. Maybe not the best way to add it to a list like this, but, you know, I'm... I'm not super anal about this stuff anyway, so that's just who I am. You can hate me or love me, you know? Preferably you'd love me, but hey. Pharaoh Sanders and Floating Points from Promises. This track was number 11 for me. Fantastic. Solely beautiful and just all enveloping and encompassing for me this year. Really great. Number 11 for me. This could be my first controversial one. I don't know. Coming in number 11. I'm scared. Edamame by Baby <laughs> This song is fun. It's funny. It's braggy. It features Rich Brian. You can take that however you want. I actually found his feature to be pretty fun on this song. Again, it, it's just one where you have to go listen to it if you haven't heard it already you might have heard it because it was kind of a tiktok trend oh, actually, if, this year. if you haven't heard it where yeah, have you been? i'd be surprised um, i'm in the middle of the woods and i know where it is yeah, this, like this, this song is funny as shit i oh, would good. highly recommend you can set a mood with this one uh, it, it is good you know it, that's what it comes down to uh, it's fun you can get it from the album cover they're standing in suits of armor in front of the audience i mean they're let's be real okay let's be real brass tacks they're here to fucking party and this is one of the songs uh that they're party to we're in the top 10 baby let's go let's i'll say less and less for each song yeah <laughs> i don't i might do the opposite unfortunately number 10 blackout turnstile let's go holy shit is this song a banger oh my god is this song a banger turnstile coming out of friggin nowhere this year and just dropping one of the biggest bangers of an album that this year's had to offer in general like it's just it's batshit insane this song is just a burner it's a firecracker of energy and everything from that insane drum pattern the rhythm on this song oh my god it's so good it's so wonderfully produced as well like everything is so crisp and clean and the guitars are just righteous as hell the dude's voice is powerful it really carries as well the end of this track the wonky little breakdown at the end friggin insane and well excuse me the the first breakdown is goes so hard i can't wait to see that live and then everything with like the police whistles at the end at the end of the breakdown i it was just so much fun this song is so good i cannot wait to see this song live here i mean reppin dc right we're holy reppin dc with this band loved this song in particular from a fantastic album this year blackout turnstile number 10 
Ah, cool. it's so good, it's gonna make me lose a lung. It's cute. Uh, coming in number 10 for me is Bruh by J.I.D. and Denzel Curry. Oh, wow. Uh, I, th there are a few lyricists in the game today that are more intricate than J.I.D. and Denzel Curry. Uh, they're two of the most clever out of the bunch. I'm a huge fan. Unfortunately, Denzel did not put out a whole lot of music this year. Otherwise, you would have seen probably something else on the list. I'm that much of a fan. This, in many ways, was my first true introduction to J.I.D., and after farther uh, research, um, arguably, he's probably in top 25 goats. He's up there. In terms of just, like, fluency and everything, and his yeah. flow, he's insane. Yeah. He, he's so solid. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm running out of words. Did I make you lose your train of thought? That's my No, 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 you're good. Am I good? All right. Trudging down the list. Number nine, um, this is a little heavy. People are going to accuse me of sucking up to Fantano with this one, but he has nothing to do with this. This kind of ties back to what I said a little bit about the Nick Cave song. Um, but Solitary, Brev Solitary Brethren of Ephrata by Lingua Ignota. I actually got my mom hooked on this girl this year, and I actually know a guy who sells pedals to her, which is insane. Well, I don't know a guy. I came across somebody who runs a pedal company that's sold pedals to her and just how experimental and noisy she can get. It blew my mind. But this song this year is one of the most dark, gorgeous songs and very... Talk about religious experiences, right? This is, this is like... This is a hymn. This is a hymn. But... I mean, I already said it was heavy, right? It really, it takes a look at the self to a point and sort of examines it through the lens of, you know, looking at it through a bird's eye view in a way, if I'm not mistaking or really misinterpreting the lyrics, right? It's just, it's all of these, these this repeating mantra in within the track of paradise will be mine but sung in a way that is dejected and sort of defeated and it's almost like an acceptance in a way of this is how the afterlife will be and everything and towards the end oh my god no longer shall i wander ugliness my home loneliness my master i bow to him alone holy shit that's just that 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 catches you out of nowhere, man. On the topic, uh, this song was really inspiring for me as a piano player, just in the way that the piano holds and sort of carries. It doesn't really carry the song, but it it's almost like a river that this track and her voice floats along all over the song, and it's just it's so gorgeous. And it's, a, again, a really great reminder for me personally that you can write simple stuff and it still mean a lot. Really beautiful, beautiful track. It takes a lot, takes a lot from the listener to really grapple with. That goes for the rest of the album too, but really fantastic track, you know? Number nine, Liquid Nota for me. Coming off your beautiful track, I have... 
number nine, Blackout by Turnstile. Oh, wow. Imagine that. Yeah, I'm sorry. The first uh, repeat. Let's go. Very yeah, close, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything Ian said. Heavy energy of it is crazy. The guy actually has a very, very good and sturdy and solid voice. He's able to push the boundaries of his voice to adhere to the requirements of the metal track. Two things that I think are super dope in this song that are not, I don't want to say unique to metal, I thought were awesome in the song. Uh, the cowbell. In the, transition, oh in the transition from the verse to when it goes back into a more heavy, like, you know, verse, chorus, whatever it is, that cowbell is so sweet and, and oh god, it's so good. Also, just the end of the song, the grand, the grand conclusion that it comes with, and it has like almost this like washing machine percussion going along with all of the drums and guitars and everything. Goddamn, this song is so good. I cannot wait to see it live. End of May, come hang out with us. 9:30. Holla at your boys. Blackout, Turnstile. Turnstile was one of the biggest new artists this year. It's been a it's been a big one. I hope Agreed. they're nominated for some shit. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Alright, moving on. Number seven. This is one of those tracks I was totally not expecting. Maybe I should have been, considering that I really liked, for those of you again who caught our lists last year, I really liked Adriana Lanker last year. AKA the lead singer of Big Thief, who did make this list pretty high, in fact. Was not expecting this, but Little Things by Big Thief. Talking of wholesome, oh my god, Adrian Lenker is just continuing the streak of wholesome. And this really very, it's very dusty in a way, the production on this song. It's like, it's covered in a fine layer of dirt, but not in a bad way. It's almost like, you know, you've been working under the hot sun for a long day's work you know you're up at seven and then you're getting home at like five when the sun's going down or something like that and you're coming home from a long day's work to a loving family who you love very much back or just a special someone and i mean the instruments across this track along with the production and the progression the song takes it's a really a wild sort of progression and the time is even kind of weird to feel out at first but it after a while the song just takes hold of you and i let it cradle me there for the entire time that the song is on i love this song so much beautiful beautifully written song all of the instruments are played so well it's again very dusty kind of jangly in a way really great piece of indie indie rock indie folk whatever you want to call it really really Loved it. Loved it this year. Came out of nowhere for me, too. Number seven, Little Things by Big Thief. Number eight for me is Amoeba by Claro. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I didn't think you'd see that coming. Ian has already talked about what oh, it it's is so a lot, good, though. but... It could have easily been higher on my list, too. Like, that's it's so good. This is one of those songs you gotta go check out. I had no idea. Clara has totally gone under the radar for me. Come to find out, she has millions of followers on Instagram. This is not one of those people who like has a couple hundred thousand. They're on their way up. She's up there and just totally under my nose. She's I had an indie hero. I had no idea. 
who she was prior to this year. And here we are, and she is my indie hero. This is an amazing song. This might be the only, like, gorgeous piano-driven track on my, uh, on my list. And I am so happy with this song this year. This year's been a good time, and this song is heavily responsible for a lot of it. I like that. I really enjoyed this one. It's also got a really cool album cover. It's so wholesome. It is, so it wholesome. is a wholesome track. Yeah. So good. Man, it's so good. My next one is controversial. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, my next one You're hopefully will not be controversial. Hands. I don't know if you listened to this this year, but number seven for me goes to Introvert by Little Sims. This was my hip-hop song of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Hips, well, kind of, kind of. We'll get into why later, but kind of like conventional hip-hop song of the year. Let's call it that. Later down the line, we will get into more. But this song is an undertaking for Little Sims. I was a fan of her last album and how, you know, crazy the last album was and versatile. And Little Sims just showing her stuff, strutting her stuff on that album. This is more conceptual. This, I, this was a huge hit this year in the music community in general. But, I mean, this song is just, it is crazy. The strings and the orchestration across the song, the choirs and everything, and then leading into the more understated, guitar-driven, really kind of dusty hip-hop beat, and really simple kind of it drives itself sort of thing and then little sims with her flow and just her commentaries on her being a woman and the her state in modern society and all that stuff and just the all of her critiques of modernity and what comes along with being a black woman in the current political socio-political climate climate really good really fantastic but this song is just again it's it's a brain blast it's a huge undertaking for little sims it's a huge jump not necessarily in production quality because the production quality on the last album is great too but just like you know there, it, it feels like there is a freaking budget for this. Like, this is John Williams-sized orchestras and everything, and, like, it's just gargantuan, larger than life, and Little Sims carries the song in spite of it being larger than life. Her, basically making herself larger than life, and she's cemented herself in my mind as one of the modern goats. Like, this, this album is so good. And, I mean, this was the title track and sort of the, the, the intro to the entire album. Oh my god, is it a highlight. It's so good. Really, really good. Yeah. Number number seven, Little Sims. Number seven for me is Formidable. In what was possibly the greatest dumpster fire. The greatest disappointment of 2021 for me. I love this song. Ian and I have had many philosophical discussions about why I believe this song is good, Most why he believes this song is bad. I put this song in the same category as uh, I Melt With You by Modern English, or many songs by The Cure. If this song is bad, then those songs are bad, because they are so similar in structure, in likeness. I love this song. I love the chorus of this song. I love, I think that for Tyler Joseph doing this weird singer songwriter thing with a guitar, this is as good as it's going to get. And I loved 
this track all year long. I went back to it all year long. Uh, I saw that when I did my Apple Music replay, how high it was on my list of listen songs, and I was like, shit. Yeah, I did kind of like the song a lot this year. This has been on my list since I heard it. People can disagree with me. not ashamed of it, but I know that this is my hot take, because this album quite literally was a dumpster fire. Scaled and icy bullshit. And I, I like this track. You can scale these next boy. Yeah. You know what? I admire... I don't think they could if they tried. I admire the balls, the sack on you it took to admit that, and the honesty. I, that was good. Thank you. That was good. I like that. Debate me on it in the next episode. I, I think that's a good song. <laughs> All right, moving moving right along then. Moving right along. Number six, again, came out of nowhere for me. This was one of those songs that kind of got recommended to me out of the blue one day. And this song sums up a lot of my emotional state this year and a lot of what I went through. Um, IWR, or I Was Right, by Caroline. This is one of the debut singles from a band who is just getting their start for their debut album. I am very excited to see where it goes, but this is a bit of a six-minute burner of a song. Almost, yeah, six minutes and 30, but just the simplicity of this song and the progression and the repeated lyrics across the song that slowly follow the build and everything and just this beautiful guitar really not really rootsy until it gets toward the middle when those oh my god like the violins or fiddles whatever come in and they oh my oh my lord just the beautiful harmonies on this track as well like it it is it i'm floating on a cloud on this song and it really does it sums up a lot of my feelings this year my you know a, a lot of unexplored feelings for me so this song means a lot to me i think it's going to continue to mean a lot to me in the future i don't know how popular this band is at this point i they're i'm pretty sure they're verified somewhere like i i don't know i have no idea but i really hope they get the attention that they deserve in the coming year especially within the indie community and everything this song is just one of the most beautiful things i heard this year iwr caroline number six for me no doubt in my mind really really fantastic Number six for me is Harmony by 34780. Oh my god. Yeah, this song came in at the very end of the year for me. I know, I guess, that it came out this summer or at the very end of the summer, beginning of the semester. Are you showing this? Yeah, August territory. Uh, You guys all know this guy, this kid, who bedroom produces from the song he had Dancing in My Room, and famous uh, on TikTok this year. But this song delves into some more depressing and serious content, including substance abuse and lost loved ones, and it's uh, it's kind of a heartbreaker, and it is emotional, and it has this crazy pulsating beats uh, bass throughout the song. This song hits so hard, and for it to come into my 
peripheral vision at the end of the year and then reach so high on my list so fast. If the year wasn't ending, it would end up higher by the end. Uh, this song has been so good for me this is a lot. the last few months. Yeah, big fan. This kid is so young. Hope he doesn't do something stupid because he's so good. Super excited to see what happens. If he had money backing him, I couldn't only imagine this guy's in it. Because this is what he's doing with nonsense in his bedroom. Super, super impressive. We are in the top five. Ladies and gentlemen, we've hit the top five. This is where the year starts being summed up for me. Let's go. Number five. One of my very favorite albums of the year by a band that I was only turned on to this year by myself. Thank you very much. Days Like These by Low. Legendary slowcore outfit. Like, I don't know if it's the originators of slowcore, but they're, the, I mean, they're the band that everybody parades as the slowcore band from the 90s. Taking a very different and experimental take on their sound i don't even know if you could argue that this is like the same band from the 90s it just the evolution is ridiculous and the amount of sound play that they're able to pull off on this record in general is just fantastic and this song is sort of the all-encapsulating vision of what the whole record did and how it did it but days like these is a very simplistic take on how the world ended up this way, like how the hell did we get here type of shit. And I mean, what blew my mind, I mean, on first listen, I was like, what the hell is happening? But what blows my mind at this point is the willingness that they take in pushing the songs and just the different tracks and instruments in their songs and pushing them past the theoretical, physical, like, load that the computer that can take and pass pushing them past the point of clipping and then making it sound this good and cacophonous and encapsulating like it's it's just insane i mean the track is beautiful right with these, it starts off with these beautiful harmonies and comes in with a very very beautiful reverbed out almost creates a synth in and of itself guitar and then it comes in at around like the what one minute and 20 point with these gargantuan hits of just rocked out since like these things have broken past the brick wall like the theoretical limit and are charging their way directly into my ears and then the way that the track progresses out with the beautiful all of these little again little bits of ear candy that they pack into the last like three minutes of the song to sort of take it out on the open ocean you know it's just man this song is crazy for me this year a wonderful wonderful album which almost all the songs on that album are insane one of the one of the best albums of the year no doubt in my mind for this song go check it out please if you have not especially if you're into some weird wonky shit you will not be disappointed i mean not for the faint of heart Hopefully you have a stomach, but this song is insane. I love this song. Number five, Days Like These. Number five for me is Say What You Will by James Blake. Damn, son! Yeah. This Damn, was, son! This was a grower for me. Uh, really? Yeah. 
this song. You're not even a James Blake fan, bro. Really. No, I know. Damn. Yeah. That's the biggest curveball so far for me. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. If you were to print this this song out and look at it on paper, there's not that much to look at. There's like the beginning of a verse and then kind of a second verse, but it, it the majority of the song it's almost a five minute long song. Uh, the majority of the song is just this repeated mantra, which is the title, say what you will. And the more that you listen to it, the less it that it sounds like he's saying, say what you will to somebody, and the more that it sounds like he's saying this to himself as a reminder, like, they can talk their talk, but it's bullshit. It, it's, you can, you can get through this. And it took many listens before that realization kind of hit me, but that message is kind of great. James Blake is as I listen to him more and more and have found a wondrous talent in the music industry. His producing is near, nearly unmatched. Uh, there are few people that I would label on his level. And you can see that from like the production credits that he has. He is so sought after by hip hop people, like everybody. Everybody wants this guy. Uh, He's who I aspire to. Gorgeous piano player and one of the most beautiful voices, male talent that I can think of. This song, I heard it many, many times, and I didn't start listening to it seriously. But when I did, it rose very high on my list. This was one of the ones where I put this list together. I don't know where it ended up, but there were so many songs that I just couldn't put above it. It just it didn't fit. Where it ended up was number five. That was the appropriate location. Uh, so this was a really good one for me this year. You're so eloquent, Tyler. Number four, moving right along. Back to Oz by Sufjan Stevens and Angelo de Augustine. Another one of my very favorite records of the year. Uh, both of this and the previous track are probably in my top three for albums of the year. Both of these made it to the top five. And back to Oz, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here. I couldn't lie to myself putting this song in the top five. I was just like, it's so good. Sufjan Stevens is on his game like he hasn't been since the mid-2010s with... Uh, what is uh, Carry on the Well and everything, and I mean, some of this album rivals some of the songwriting off of, like, Illinois, for example, which is, in my opinion, one of the very best albums of the 2000s, and one of my very favorites of all time. Like, Sufjan just keeps, he continues to prove himself as one of the best songwriters of his generation in general. I personally would put him in my top three for songwriters, like modern songwriters. He is very close to second to none. And I mean, just the concept behind this album, how it all began, all of the movies and different things that they consumed. And then they wrote songs afterwards directly inspired by the feelings that they had toward those movies. This song being obviously directly linked to The Wizard of Oz. And just everything from the guitar, like the guitar solo that he takes and everything, the hook is one of the best hooks he's written in a long time. This song was just a marvel in songwriting this year, and I 
continue to come back to it at this point, like, more frequently than I would probably like to admit. This song is so good. This song is so, so good. Oh, it makes me happy to hear this. Yeah, Sufjan Stevens, you're my fucking hero if you're ever listening to anything that I ever say. Number four, Back to Oz. Number four for me is Lemonhead by Tyler, the Creator. Damn, son. This was a heavy hitter this year. Uh, one of the chunkiest beats that came out. Some of the craziest production. Uh, this, If we were to have a album of the year list, this would be up there uh, for contending for an album of the year. One day we'll do that. We'll, do, we'll start doing that. Yeah, one day I will have listened to enough albums to make a list. This one would definitely be towards the top of the heat of that part. Lemonhead by Tyler the Creator. Guy is always going to be at the top of this. He's just that fucking good. Okay, number three. I was talking about how Introvert was kind of my hip-hop song of the year. If you want to call this a hip-hop song, go for it. This is so much more than that. Knees by Injury Reserve. I cannot believe this song and this album to this day how hard this hits emotionally in the wake of the loss of their bandmate and everything this came out of absolutely fucking nowhere i believe for most people based off of the singles that they had previously dropped i think it was in 2020 and what this song is Again, so much more than just a hip-hop song. It incorporates elements of R&B and different shades of rock and everything. But the wonky beat and this song is so hard to follow if you're not familiar with it. Being that I've listened to it as much as I have, I've almost made it like a fun little game or a challenge to try and follow along with the actual beat in the music like while i'm listening to it trying to find the beat even though the song is working against me this song's a hard listen this song is challenging this song really puts a lot of things including death and loss and in the wake of things how to respond how the different bandmates responded to this it puts it all into perspective and on the table and it's just so it's unmasking and putting themselves out there in a way that i i have no idea how comfortable i'd be doing that i have so much props for these guys for putting out these guys for putting out one of the most unbelievable albums of the year just this whole album was an experimental journey this song does so many things it plays with so many concepts and music um that very few people let alone hip-hop outfits play with like this is just injury reserve took it up to the next level with this release and i don't know what the state of the band is going to look like after this i can only hope that they'll keep pushing the envelope like this i mean if they stop after this like i haven't been keeping up with if they're going to disband or whatever i i mean there were rumors but you know i wouldn't blame them honestly for how devastated this song is yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Number three, Injury Reserve Knees. Undoubtedly one of the okay. best songs of the year. One of the best songs of the 2020s so far, and I think it'll be up there in decade to come. I think it'll cement itself. I really do. I really do. I'm going to feel like shit after that. Why? Because coming in at number three for me is Help Herself by Baby No Money. Oh my Diamond god! Pistols featuring Ben A. Damn. Uh, I preferred the one with Ben A. Um, but coming off of that emotional train wreck, goddamn. This song is sad and not nearly in the same way because at the end of the day, this song is about losing a. Yes, significant other. Not like losing a fellow brother at that. Um, this song takes something really sad and makes it really fun. And whenever that is the case, it's something that I can get behind. I think that Baby No Money was. Someone I expected to be a to fit in the category of one hit wonder. I expected him to be on la la la, make some money, and then get out. And he won't go away. He keeps resurfacing with fun hit after fun hit. And 2021 has been his year so far. My fingers are crossed for his big productions so far. He's doing great. This is a great, great track. It was fun enough that, again, it's one of these songs. I couldn't put many things above it. Number three for me is Help Yourself. Baby No Money. Diamond Pistols feature. Shit. Shit. Number two. All right. I mean, as fun as that was. Number two. This is where Tyler is going to look at me aghast. Number two is Bread Song, Black Country New Roads. For me, Black Country New Roads has been one of the biggest discoveries of this year. If it wasn't this song, it was going to be Sunglasses or it was going to be something by them. Bread Song took it for me. This is my favorite song by Black Country New Roads so far. Some people have compared it to the songwriting prowess of David Bowie. I've seen it done a couple of times, and I mean, if we're talking just on the same level, I'd pretty much be inclined to agree with you. This this song is unbelievable. The progression is genius. And just the way that it states what it has to say, the metaphor of using bread, breadcrumbs, you know, to talk about losing connection with this person who you felt close to and sort of losing this grip on reality and watching it all happen in like real time um through this very modern lens of talking about you know how they're on their phone all the time trying to talk to them through the headphones losing wi-fi and everything and having to kneel down at their casket or whatever after losing wi-fi or whatever just watching this person disappear in front of your eyes is sort of what I gathered from it but over the course of the six minutes that this song takes it's so patient the build-up is gorgeous right but when it gets to the where the drums hit and everything and the song sort of picks up and creates a pulse for itself and it grabs a hold of you like oh my god 
This is just, it's a marvel in songwriting. These guys are crazy. Um, I cannot wait for the next album. This next album is going to be the second album within like a year of dropping their last album, which their last album already was one of the best of the year this year and one of the most impressive debuts I've heard in sort of the post-punk genre. They also switched up their sound a lot for this song. Just by the way, the last album was a lot of post-punk. This album looks like it's going to be more post-rock oriented, especially with this song. I'm here for it. This band is so versatile. The fact that they've got a violinist and a saxophonist as official members of the band is just like in a post-rock, post-punk sort of band, that's crazy. Like, it's so great to have all of these talented musicians and just the vocalist doing what he does. He's got one of my favorite voices of a modern post-punk band. I love, I love this song. Black Country New Road, in my opinion, one of the most impressive outfits to have happened in a long time. Very, very, very good. I just have, I have too many nice things to say about this song and not enough ways to say them, basically. Now, this one I could very possibly get shit for. I know that we had a philosophical debate about it Did earlier. We? Yeah. By Mac Miller. Oh, right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. This song, this is two years now that Mac has made it posthumously onto my top 20 list. This is this is a gorgeous song. The fact that it's a bonus track, which never made it onto the album it was supposed to come off of or was intended for originally, it's mind-boggling. I don't understand because having had listened to that album many times, this track is at the top of the list of favorites. There. Faces is a strong album, and this song fantastic re-release too. Might the, I add? Yeah, this song not being included intentionally is kind of crazy. I love this track so much. It has a very quirky beat progression the bells that are hit by the drummer on the ride cymbal are so satisfying the uh, the quick patter on the snare drum in addition to max emotional singing pretty damn good also a really nice guitar solo in this song mac miller is going to go down as 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 one of the greats don't think he was taken as seriously as he should have been while he was here but we sure do appreciate him now. Yeah, Mac, Mac Miller. That's my number two for the year. This is a really, really good release. I'm not upset with that. I'm not upset with that. That was good. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we've made it. We did it. Number one. I'm so curious. Can you get, even guess? There is one person that you have mentioned earlier in the list that I have not we did go and see him earlier this year. There is not a song on this planet that I connected more with this year and really traveled back to. What you were saying about your rap and everything, like, I have my, I have a family plan on Apple Music. You can call me whatever you want, whatever slurs you want to throw my way. I don't, I don't, I don't, give, I don't give a shit. But so it's a lot of my family's picks and everything because I listen to a lot of different things they more listen to the same stuff and that's just on account of me being the musician that I am 
and liking to stay on top of what's happening in the music world as it's happening. But this song was a mainstay. This was the rock upon which my house was built this year. And again, there is not a song in the world that I connected more with on a personal level, on an artistic level, than this song. Musician by Porter Robinson. Oh my god. This album, again, in my top three of the year or something like that, I don't, like, I'm not an EDM guy, really. I like it. I got friends that listen to it. I went to see a show, like, almost a pseudo-rave recently that was really good, and I enjoy the hell out of it, but it's not one of my main genres. But what Porter Robinson did with the release of this new album post the last album that he had made when he was just like 19 years old or something he expands the vocabulary of the genre and his own little world within EDM so much on this album it is damn near unbelievable and this song is just if if there was you know if happiness was in a bottle this album would be happiness in a fucking bottle and this song is i mean everything from beautiful production all of the little nods that it makes to japanese culture and anime music and everything i'm a weeb yes and you know i have so much respect for this guy especially post going to that concert you know that was one of my that was that concert was insane he puts together a ridiculous live show and if you ever have the chance please go see the guy you'll do yourself a favor and this song just speaks to me on a whole different level than most other things do what he has to say in it and the commentary that he makes the dialogue surrounding being a musician and the feeling that it gives him and the satisfaction along with the burnout and like his own personal journey with music and dealing with his dealing with it with his family and them being worried that he wouldn't have a stable way of living it's just this song makes me so happy and from the very first time that i heard it i knew it was special and just to me it's one of those songs that, you know, he's a hero in my mind at this point. This song is, this song is a life jacket for me. And I cannot understate my appreciation for this song sort of summing up everything about my own musical journey as well. You know, like it's, man, loved it. Loved it. Number one song of the year. Musician by Porter Robinson. Yes. Yes. On so many levels. That was good. Was it? That was very good. Tyler, blow me away. I don't know if I'm going to blow you away after that. My number one song has less to do with me and more to do with who it was written by. With that being said, I think that emotionally, emotionally this year, this song hit me the hardest. It grew on me, Black Dog by Arlo Parks. My number one song of this year. This song, I kind of took for granted when 
came out. I listened to it 200 times while we were prepping to review this album. Sturdy beat, great instrumentation. She has a beautiful voice. The part that I missed is how unbelievably sad the song is. And it was totally masked by how pretty it is for me. I never dissected and looked at the song for what it was or for what it was supposed to be. This song is about Arlo Parks and her friend who is literally in such a deep state of depression that she's not able to leave the room um, that she is she's staying in. She, she's essentially bedridden and this song is Arlo's cry for help her trying to do anything by any means necessary to get her friend just to leave the room. She'd do anything to make her friend feel better. This song it, it hits so damn hard. Maybe it's the fact that it took so long for me, for, for it to hit me, that it did hit me so hard. But now, every time that I hear this song, dude, it makes me emotional more than any song that came out this year. This song hits me so hard, and I I can't explain why in particular it is this song that does it, but it's so gorgeously produced, played, sung, instrumentated that I didn't even notice what it was at first. Below the surface, it's really sad. It's the saddest cry for help, not for oneself, but for another. This song hit me really hard. Of of all the songs that came out this year, this one's gonna stick with me for a long time. My number one of 2021 is Black Dog and Parks. I am disappointed. That's crazy. Yeah. For a little bit of context, we did we did review this album. But we I guarantee, at the time of recording that episode, this was not my opinion. Oh yeah, we reviewed this, and it wasn't like we took a shit all over it or anything like that. Seven something. Yeah, six something around there. So just coming off of that, you know, sort of lukewarm feelings of it on both of our ends, I thought, I think. I think we were both feeling about the same way. Hearing that on my end, holy shit. That's one of the biggest fucking left hooks of the year. And just for more context, can I read a couple lyrics? Please. And I'm not gonna even try to sing it. You, you'll hear in the song, but the, the beginning of the song goes, I'd lick the grief right off your lips. Sometimes it seems like you won't survive this. And honestly, it's terrifying. And then the chorus goes, let's go to the corner store and buy some fruit. I would do anything to get you out of your room. Just take your medicine and eat some fruit. I would do anything to get you out of your room. It's so cruel what your mind can do for no reason. My reading it doesn't do it justice. You have to listen to the song, but it is fucking gorgeous. And in context, it's a heavy hitter for me. It's a very heavy hitter. Damn. Well. 2021 wrapped up in a bow. There it is. For all of you. That's the year of music for me. You didn't have Tyler the Creator once. I'm I know. blown away. Did I, you fuck up or was I, that intentional? 
I think it. I think this is. This shows more the difference in our tastes than it did last year. We had two overlapping songs. Three. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Right? The Baby No Money track, Claro, and then. Turnstiles. Yeah. That's crazy. That's fantastic. That's crazy. That's, the, that's and it just it shows where our tastes are evolving and like you are far more hip hop oriented than I am. You are, and you know where tracks didn't get love on my list, they got love on yours. Yeah, this is great. This would be bullshit if we both went back. Oh, we have the same songs. <laughs> I know, right? I'm very glad. Out of you had thirty and I had twenty six, we. We three, covered a lot of three ground. Three of those were similar. We covered a lot of ground. We represented everybody. Let's yeah, man. That is so cool about this format. So unintentionally cool. I love this. Man. Yeah. We're I mean, this and every I, year you know, until we die. Okay. At, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And it's like, I didn't have Slow Tie on the list. I didn't have Tyler, the creator, on the list. And it's not because I didn't like their albums. Because I did. I have just, I've grown more in a different direction than those guys this year. But what's also cool is that this serves as a reminder of like, you know, what was great this year, but maybe I didn't pay enough attention to. So now I can go back and listen to that because now I want to go back and listen to that Tyler, the creator album again, because there were some fucking bangers on that album. There were some really good songs off that record. Same thing with Slow Tie one. Don't sleep on slow tie. Go listen to slow tie. Yeah. There's good music this is on so these much lists. Fun. Go listen to yeah. these lists. This is so much fun to do. Mine is uh mine's public on Apple Music. So favorite songs 2021. I'll, You'll find it. I'll make mine public as well. I've got a bunch of public playlists, playlists. I do monthly playlists. All my vibes of the month and everything. Yeah. Go find us on Apple Music. Imagine that. That'd be kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Sound Audits Experience. Man, thank, thank you all for, for listening. listening. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have new episodes coming out at some point. Again, don't hold us to gunpoint or anything. Hopefully this comes out before the end of the year 2021. But if not, we really hope from the bottom of our hearts that you had a happy holidays and everything and getting back into the swing of things with school and work and all that stuff goes smoothly for everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy out there. To all of us, or to all of you who listen to Tyler and I ramble about this stuff and really enjoy it and all this stuff and maybe hear us growing along with our music tastes and everything we salute you we I tip my hat you know I appreciate you guys so much and I really hope that we can do this more in the future you know have more of an opportunity to do this shit and talk about music make it more sustainable for ourselves this would be so much fun this is one of my favorite parts of the year listening to what you have to say about music good stuff love you love you too thank you all for listening uh we'll have new episodes coming out okay follow us on instagram you will get updated um if you want to make a donation much appreciated anchor.fm slash sound audits one broke college kid and one working broke musician Uh, that ruined that tagline. Shit, I gotta go back to college. For the price of two gumballs, you can support two, two young adults. Uh, we'll see you guys again. We will. Yes. Peace. Peace out. Love you all. <laughs>